सहनावतु सहनावभुनक्तु सहावीर्यंकरवाहवाहि तेजस्वीनावतीतमास्तु नाविद्विशावाहि Welcome to the Vedic Worldview. I'm Tom Knowles. Today I'm going to answer a question that has been put on several occasions or sometimes in the form of an assertion, mostly from people who've either been talked to by people with deep religious convictions or perhaps from people who themselves have those convictions that they're afraid of the practice of Vedic meditation because as they've heard it, when we practice this form of meditation, we open our mind, quotes unquote, and a mind which is sitting vacant and open then is moved into by Satan or by the devil, and that meditators end up inviting evil into their lives by, quotes unquote, opening their minds. First of all, whatever we think about evil and devils and whatnot, Let's set that aside for the moment. Opening the mind is not exactly what happens in Vedic meditation, and we wouldn't really describe it that way. What we would describe is the de-excitation of the mind, the mind becoming less excited. A very excited mind, a mind that has hundreds of thousands of thought forms in a given day, is a mind that is very eminently available to all kinds of suggestibility from the outside world. Indeed, it's been shown that suggestibility, that is to say the externalized locus of control where people have an increased level of gullibility, is associated with very, very busy minds, minds that are over busy, minds that overthink, a mind that thinks about one simple thing 15 or 20 times prior to committing an action or omitting that action, rather than a mind that just has a thought once and either goes to action or not. The more active one's mind is, the more one is influenced by the external world to form one's inner sense of identity. In other words, one becomes what one sees. And so a busy mind, a super active mind, an overactive mind, is a reflection of a very stressed nervous system. Stress in the physiology equates with a very busy mind, which equates with suggestibility. The word that we might use, which isn't quite as polite as suggestibility, is the word gullibility. And so it can't be seen that for spiritual reasons, we need to make ourselves even more gullible, even more suggestible, by continuing to have extremely active minds, which are influenced very easily in a way that is non-discriminating by all of the suggestions of the outside environment. Opposite to this is the impact of Vedic meditation. As the mind settles down to less and less excited states, the mind gains grounding in that inner quiet field of being. Being is not a state of mind that is open to suggestion. Being is a state of mind that is grounded and centered in that beautiful bliss 
consciousness quality. And that quality of bliss consciousness is associated with a very rested physiology. Deep, unprecedented levels of rest are attained to during the 20 minutes of practice of Vedic meditation. This deep and profound restfulness physiologically allows deep-rooted stresses that have been accumulating for years and that have been assailing our clear thinking for years, those stresses to be released spontaneously, easily. As the body becomes less and less stressed and heals itself and becomes more whole through the restful experience of Vedic meditation, the mind becomes capable of thinking with much greater clarity, including, if one is a religious person, thinking about what is right to do and what is wrong to do. A greater capability to make decisions uninfluenced by suggestibility or gullibility. And so our practice of Vedic meditation, if anything, is antithetical to the idea of being quotes-unquote taken over by some outside influence. Being taken over by outside influences in the form of the media, in the form of the constant gossip of friends, in the form of the incessant demands being made on one, offering up their own ways of thinking to you for you to adopt, Suggestibility, the capability to be quotes-unquotes taken over by something from the outside, is far greater a danger in a highly excited mind with a stressed physiology. And, as a result of practicing Vedic meditation, one becomes less and less suggestible, one becomes more and more capable of determining the way that the laws of nature are functioning in a given situation, and being able to make decisions with clarity and distinction, decisiveness, and differentiation. So one who's practicing Vedic meditation need not worry about these, I would say, rather biased concepts that this is something not good for you and you're going to somehow invite negativity into your life. In fact, quite the opposite. And negativity is eminently available the more stressed and the more highly excited our mind may be. Jai Gurudev. Jai Gurudev.